Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Abundology podcast. It's that time of year again when I get to talk to my favorite person and my favorite astrologer, Deborah Norton. So every quarter we get together and kind of discuss what to expect for the next chapter of life. And here we are, Deb. Can you believe that it's fall already? I can't. It feels like yesterday that I made my cool chart for the whole year. And now it's like we're at the end of it. We're at the last quarter. Amazing. I know this this it's like hard this, to believe. Yeah. Yeah, this this year has just zoomed by. I don't know how this happened, but here we are. Here we find ourselves close to the equinox. So we might as well start there, I guess, huh? Yes, and because it's the end of the world as well. It seems like I heard you know, this, the end of the world importance that we discuss, but yes, there are massive predictions um, from all sectors of the uh, conspiracy corners <laughs> about the end of the world happening this Saturday on 923. This happened in 2017 as well. People had made all these wild predictions. And of course, here we are. Um, it's a lot of fun to to read about and think about. Um, in fact, my latest episode of my podcast called Cosmic Disruption, which I do with my sister, Karen. We are taking on the uh, idea of apocalypse and why we're so attached to it as humans and why we come up with these ideas and all the crazy stories that are floating around. And uh, so I'm just going to plug that. That's going to uh, be published on Friday, the night before the apocalypse. So there's plenty of time to listen before the world ends. So, <laughs> but it's also happens to be the actual autumn equinox. And in fact, that is at, I believe, 2.50 a.m. Eastern time on 923 is the equinox. And it's actually a beautiful beginning because the as the sun moves into zero Libra, there's a kite. And I've talked about kites before, which is an astrological configuration of trines and sextiles, which are all like happy, flowy, lovely energy that so you know starting the equinox with this beautiful formation in the sky with the sun at the bottom of the kite uh and then neptune uranus and pluto and so it's sort of like you know neptune uranus and pluto are those outer planets that really affect us generationally and speak to the world stage but it's all being held at the bottom the kite you know where you would have the string is the sun which is you and me, our identity. And so it is a nice time to think about how you're fitting into the world at large right now and where you're finding yourself aligning with all the various huge um, topics and ordeals going on in the world, both politically and in, uh, you know, socially and all over the place. There's a lot of stuff happening. We're just, uh, finishing up we've just finished up venus retrograde <clears throat> and that's that was a big one and and we're seeing a fallout from that when you see all the celebrity breakups so a lot of that after venus retrograde it's like if you're still in your relationship that's wonderful and, and even if you're not that's wonderful but hopefully venus retrograde gave you a chance to 
reevaluate your relationships and decide if you wanted to continue going forward or if there needed to be some sort of restructuring or <clears throat> re you know hashing of of old things that are in your way so that you can get, get free yourself of all that mess and move forward I myself made a huge transition, not romantically, but business-wise, I broke up, um, let's see, a almost 20-year relationship that I've had with a particular company, and I've shifted gears and sort of like really, it really got me just right. And And I was theorizing around why this retrograde season, which we've had like nine retrogrades, you know, at, as, at the end of summer, it's been intense and it was such a powerful time for me personally of movement forward. And so I had to stop and think like, why, why has this been such a moment for me to actually move, move forward? And then I remembered my retrograde Mars. <laughs> so I have retrograde Mars and up uh, in Aquarius. So it's opposite Venus and Leo. So it was very, very direct for me, a, you know, a pretty sh sharp, uh, transit for me. And uh, it definitely completely changed, you know, a lot of my relationships and professionally. And so uh, for people who have like retrograde planets, especially the personal planets, like you, Renee, have Venus retrograde, uh, it can, retrograde times can be powerful for us because of the fact that that's how we are, you know, naturally attuned. And so for me, Mars, it's like, oh, I moved way forward during retrograde. You know, so you can speak to yourself as far as Venus retrograde and how that might have affected you. And if you got clear on some relationships and, you know, or even um, things that affect your your finances or your personal possessions, like all of that, which is Venus stuff. Um, so how would how did Venus retrograde treat you? Well, I have to say it has been um, kind of a challenging summer with all the retrograde planets. And where it really affected me, where I saw that Venus retrograde was with my, my sons. So both of my boys are, um, and I love this, I, they're back living with me right now temporarily. And it's nice. I'm totally into the family vibe and doing things with them, especially as the fall comes and all of, you know, the the uh, picking pumpkins and going to the corn maze and all that fun stuff. So that I, you know, they didn't live here before and now they live here now. And so that definitely shifted during that Venus retrograde. I find that so interesting personally for you, just because I know your chart so well, and I know that you have Venus retrograde uh, conjuncture North noting in cancer and to find all these mama things happening for you, like you, your, your boys have been out of your house for years and now all of a sudden they're back home. Did never saw that coming. Right. And never, never in a million years did I see that coming. Yeah. Completely reinforces that North node in cancer, the mother energy that uh, your soul is a longing to evolve that part of you. And it's really just kind of forced it on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, whether I want it or not. Thank goodness yeah, I do want it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I'm glad. I hope you're getting the most out of that. I know it's temporary, but what a what a lovely time that you'll probably look back on in the many years to come that that was such an unexpected summer. But boy, are you glad the three of you had that time together as a family and you're going to you're going to be so grateful for this time, I think, 
in the future that you I, had. I think so too. I just feel like I got this extra mom bonus time, you know, that we don't yes. get when our kids move away. And then, you know, the regular is they stay away. Well, they came back for a little bit. So I'm overjoyed. <laughs> exactly. I love, I just love that. I love that with the cancer energy for you. It's just so right on, you know, it's like, I can't make it up. Never would have predicted that you know, for you, yeah, me never, either. but here we are. And you know, other people might be going things uh, through similar things with kids coming back just because the, the economy is so difficult right now. Um, currently I'm under construction in my garage. Uh, I have a, I have a detached garage and we're turning that into a house for my son and his wife. And I was like, if I'm ever going to have grandkids, I better build them a house because it's really hard for these young couples to start their lives right now with everything the way it is. And that kind of brings up a lot of the energy that we're feeling right now um, with all the strikes happening. You know, we've got the massive entertainment strikes, both the Writers Guild and the Actors Union striking, but we've also got the auto workers now. It's just beginning. Now I'm going to put a pin in that because I'm going to circle back to that stuff and talk about what I think is contributing to that energy astrologically. Um, but before we do that, let's first sort of round out the end of retrograde season. And as we are, uh, Mercury has just gone direct this week. So little by little, all those retrogrades are turning around. But uh, before we have the major turns, meaning Pluto and Saturn, which will turn direct, we do have the eclipses. So let's review the energy of the eclipses uh, first. So October 14th, we've got a new moon solar eclipse in Libra. And I think they're supposed to be able to see that from where we live, or at least where I live. I know I have friends coming down uh, to stay here on our property to, to watch it. So that should be pretty cool. Um, but this is a solar eclipse in Leo. I'm sorry. This is a solar eclipse in Libra. And it's, you know, a, a an eclipse is also, and a new moon eclipse, it's also a great time of new beginnings, of perhaps pivotal changes. A lot of times things come to a head and you have to like make decisions. And of course, with Libra, decision-making can be challenging. Um, and so we're hoping that maybe we've had enough time to rehash and rethink and review through all this retrograde time that perhaps this new moon solar eclipse is a good time to finally make that decision. You know, that one, the big one, you got to do it, you know? So this would be a good time for that. Um, Libra has to do with justice and fairness. Um, and it's kind of a time of sorting through your personal balance. And is are you living a balanced life energetically? Are things out of whack? Libra time is a great time to sort of settle down and decide you know, what you might be able to let go of in order to achieve more balance, more happiness in your life. So I would use that time for that. Um, and then the bookend of, of the lunar eclipse on 1028, that's a lunar eclipse in Taurus, also a Venus ruled sign. So it's kind of interesting. We've had this giant Venus experience in uh, re retrograde Venus, but now we've got Libra solar eclipse, which is a Venus ruled sign, and then Taurus lunar eclipse, which is a Venus ruled sign. So it's all about Venus, uh, which is basically your um, relationships and your value system mainly is what, what we're talking about with Venus and how that value system sort of affects everything else. You, you don't 
like build solid relationships with people if you don't share values. It's sort of the number one thing when you're deciding, are we going to be friends or am I going to date you or are we going to go into business together? Oh, well, we got to have shared values. If you don't, then it's not a match. And so that's where this whole uh, Venus and and values thing plays into relationships and partnerships. So, um, you know, we, we've all had all this on our mind um, and, and we're all probably reassessing and still in the aftermath of Venus retrograde. So this is just going to further reinforce these eclipses are going to further reinforce whatever it is you came away with. And in a sense, it's going to hold your feet to the fire. Like, okay, all of these things came up for you with your relationships through this retrograde. Now, what are you going to do about it? It's time to act. The retrograde is over. The eclipses are supporting that energy of, okay, let's turn the page and let's make that decision and let's move forward with that new uh, shift in your in your life and in your values. And, and it, it is also a good time to even just reassess your values and make sure that they line up with your actions. That's integrity. And that's very important, obviously. Um, and something that is going to be tested in the months to come as well. So, um, and I'll, I'll touch on that again later. Um, so just being also with a Taurus that it's a time for sensual vibes. So doing some sensual healing, (laughs) (laughs) having, uh, you know, spoiling yourself, perhaps doing the whole self-care regime, um, really allowing yourself to sink into the beautiful season of, of autumn and hopefully get out there for beautiful walks under the changing leaves and smelling uh, the smells of fall as things are falling from the trees and starting to give us that, you know, time of death. And as we start to accept that the dark time is coming and we're going to sl- start to slow down, hopefully allowing yourself to slow down and just getting your pumpkin spice latte and your cardigan and your plaid and just enjoying that. So I love fall. I don't know about you. What, do, I, what's I love this time of year. And especially now that I live someplace where it's cold and the snow is coming, you know, oh. we know winter is coming. There's something special. Like I know I got to get out there. Like I know I need to get out there now and enjoy it because in a month and a half, there'll be snow here. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That's such a different reality than um, I know I'm used to. Uh, If we get snow, it's not usually until, you know, the January, February time. And it's, it's usually not much here in Oregon, but yeah, you're going to, yeah. How are you adapting to all the snow? You seem to do fine with it. Oh, I I love the snow. And I also love the, um, the, I don't know, the short period of time to enjoy fall. It makes me appreciate the days so much more where, you know, when it's extended and you have three full months of fall, it's different. Maybe some, I don't know. I know sometimes I would not take, value it as much as I do now. Yeah, you you have a a much shorter window uh, Mm -hmm. there to enjoy it all. But yeah, in a sense, it would sort of prevent you from putting it off. I know many years I put off the fall leaf, fall leaves drive, I like to do every year. And and then, you know, there'll be a big windstorm or something, and then it's over, all gone, and you missed it. So yeah, yeah, don't don't put that off. If that's something you enjoy, you know, um, it, it's something that allows you to be in the moment and and enjoy the present 
Um, that's really hard for us humans, especially right now with things being so wild and, and uh, insecure in our, um, in our, uh, well, obviously we're having a huge inflation, you know, everybody's struggling financially. It's hard to live in the moment and, but, you know, living in the future, that's just anxiety and living in the past, that's just depression you know, we, the only way to be happy is to be present because there's so much unknown, unless you've just got superpowers over this type of thing. But most people are feeling um, the anxiety of the unknown right now with the election coming up and not knowing what to expect. And it's all just a wild, you know, wild, wild west out there. Um, and so getting into your present moment is so important. So definitely don't miss this time of year when, when things feel a little bit magical and, and have, make plans, make plans, make, make small plans, just make a plan to enjoy a walk on a Saturday through a lovely forest, or even just through your downtown park, you know, um, put it on the calendar so that you don't miss it. And, you know, it's, it's easy to get caught up in the stress of life. And we have this beauty all around us. So please sink into your moments, enjoy those moments. Um, And the eclipses, you know, it's all about that sort of time of, of reassessing and figuring out, oh, is everything, you know, is everything inside me and outside of me, like matching vibes? Or, or are you uncomfortable? And if you're uncomfortable, that's not bad. Usually that means you're growing, but you got to allow it to move. You've got to move with it. You don't want to get stuck and, and you don't want to miss the opportunity to like move energy through you that needs to move. So don't put it off. Don't put off that decision. Don't put off that conversation. You know, now is the time. So, um, yeah, so that's the equinoxes. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the eclipses. So then uh, beyond that, there's not a whole lot of uh, major stuff happening, uh, so to speak, except that we've got these uh, huge, big planets, you know, moving forward again. So Pluto being uh, in Capricorn for the last time in our lifetimes will be finally exiting uh, Capricorn, not quite yet, but starting direct again, meaning moving, starting to move forward again. Um, and with a Pluto retrograde, which we have, you know, every year, it the time of that is to sort of decide and, and figure out like what part of you that you're burying needs light. So what part of your story is so deep and so hidden and so ignored that it's about to start festering and making you sick. And we need, that's why we need that light. We need the light to get in. And so with a Pluto is that deep, dark, buried stuff, that stuff you don't want to deal with, that stuff you never talk about. It's so important that it gets air though. It's so important that that stuff sees um, that you are, you know, don't hide, don't continue to hide from it because that's the only way that you're ever going to stay healthy and and moving forward in your life is to be able to deal with the things that are uncomfortable that you'd rather not think about. Um, And we've had all this Pluto retrograde time to sort of think about it and let it sort of, you know, the pressure starts to build and, 
you know, the, uh, that, that moment of, you know, it, the floodgates open or the volcano bursts or however you want to think about it. Like that moment um, is about to happen for all of us on the 10th of October when Pluto goes direct. So at this point, it's about, you know, looking at the wake of destructions, should there be any in your life, the things that the Pluto retrograde tore down, because Pluto is, is all about tearing down structures that aren't, aren't solid anymore and aren't uh, working for us anymore. Okay, so now that those things have been torn down, you know, you, you've got to allow yourself to have all of the aftermath of that, like the cleanup process, the looking at the rubble and deciding, oh, how much of this is going away and how much of this am I just keeping to rebuild with? Like what of it is sal salvageable? You know, what of this is still, you know, feels true to me? You want to restructure it into something else that's going to stand the, the next wave of, of whatever life throws at you. So uh, give yourself a moment to have like maybe a funeral for all of those things that have died away this year and and all the pieces of the rubble that, you know, you need to go through and not just forget about. All of that is really good information for all of us as to what's really going on in there, you know, and and you want to be able to you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. Right. Right. So um, and then after the Pluto goes direct, then we've got Saturn turning around and going direct in Pisces. Now, Saturn in Pisces, we've talked about about developing a more spiritual, a more structured spiritual path, um, less, less, you know, uh, fuzzy, less, you know, vague and try to tr try to real put real structure around your spiritual life so that you can evolve it and it can get stronger and grow you know you know with with pisces it's all about compassion and of course saturn is karma so now we're we're able to sort of watch the karma play out in our lives but we also want to be able to offer all of it compassion you know we we don't we want to see how those you know, obstacles that we face have allowed us to grow in our compassion as well as in our, you know, knowledge and wisdom about life. We're hoping that, yeah, you know better now, you know, you got burned and you got, you know, and that karma came out and, and it, it, you know, everything just sort of fell out the way it did. But are you looking at the whole story with compassion or not? Are you allowing yourself to be bitter or are you allowing yourself to be compassionate? Especially, especially towards yourself too. Especially mm -hmm. towards yourself. Yeah. yeah. When does yeah. that happen, Deb? What the, do you have so, dates of that? Yeah, Saturn goes direct on November 30th. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So also it's about uh, with Saturn and Pisces, balancing dreams with reality. Uh, Pisces is the dreamer sign. It's the sign where we get to play with our imaginations and we get to uh, visualize. Well, now what about making all of that real? So Saturn's going to uh, uh, help us with that, you know, as it continues its journey through Pisces is allowing your dreams and assisting in, in your dreams becoming real. 
And so what does that look like? And what, what is required of you? Saturn is our, is our taskmaster. You know, there, there's going to be real concrete concrete things that you're going to have to do to make that real, you know, Saturn in Pisces is going to help you put that together in some kind of, you know, list to do list in a way and allow those, that part of your life to really grow and mature and become wise. That's what we want. We want with Saturn going through any sign, we're going to start and we're going to say, okay, where are all the ways that this part of my life is, um, you know, maybe not, uh, maybe, maybe not, you're not putting, you know, real effort toward it. You're thinking about it, you're dreaming about it, but you're not actually taking any, making any real effort concrete wise. Saturn doesn't allow that. Saturn wants to see results. And so, you know, I, I I actually feel that this time for the whole collective of Saturn and Pisces, um, I mean, we all need more of that in the world. We need that compassionate eye. We need that energy of, of, togetherness, which Pisces is also about. Um, we need all of that to start to work together for the greater good, you know, and, and that is the way we're heading, you know, because that's progress. I mean, I, I believe that ultimately we're on a path toward the greater good and it, it's all, it's a struggle because hum, humanity is so flawed and so honestly scared. Humanity is scared almost all the time. We're all pretty scared because we don't know, I was talking to, I was talking on my podcast with my sister about this, like this whole apocalyptic thing that's happening and why people are so into this. And, you know, if it's not the rapture, it's the alien invasion, or, you know, it's the tsunami, or it's the solar flare. Like, what is it about us that is constantly sort of looking toward and even getting a little excited about the end? What is that? Yeah, I what don't know. I wish I, I wish I had the answer to that. Because well, part of it, I think, is that basically all of us are born. And as soon as we're old enough to understand anything, we understand that we are going to see our own end. Our own apocalypse is coming for us. We know that from day one. I think it's easy to forget how terrifying that is. You know? Yeah. Because and I, I have to say, I think um, having, um, you know, my husband, Larry, die when I was 30 shifted my whole idea around death and how important it is to like, like this fall, get the stuff in while you can, because none of us know, none of us know when that day is coming. You know? And we <laughs> all just live every day of our lives, not knowing that yeah. so there's a lot of energy there in that not knowing it has to go somewhere. And so I think that our, our, um, our, our uh, tendency to make these sort of awful predictions is part of that. It's a part of, of a way to like relieve that pressure of not knowing. Well, maybe if we all decide together that this is the end, then we can make plans and we can prepare and we can make take physical action towards mitigating that end or making that end as, as you know, you know, taking, you know, making sure we've taken care of ourselves like preppers do, you know, things like that. So you, you know, it, it's all about mitigating the great unknown. All of it is even religion is let's face it. Religion, everything we believe in is about mitigating the unknown and, and, and helping ourselves make peace and come into acceptance with the fact that we are only here temporarily. So, so is there anything in the chart? Clearly, we know the um, the equinox is there on the 23rd. But is there any 
thing else in the chart. But yeah, that so would... that's the that's the biggie. That's the final uh, topic today. Is now you know I love to talk about Pluto, and you know I love to talk about Eris, and I swear I don't make this up, but that's what's happening, and it's unavoidable. Uh, and when you start to put all the little pieces together of what this means and what that means, um, it's pretty clear. Now, we're already in a, the square between Pluto and Eris. We've we've had this square before. We had this square at the end at the election and even at, at during COVID, we were having this square. OK, so then Pluto moved on into Aquarius. Now, Eris just hangs out in Aries. Eris is elliptic. You know, her journey around the sun is like big and oblong. So for us on earth, we get Eris in Aries almost all the time. And we, I think, I think Eris might be moving into Taurus in our lifetimes, but, but I, I think that we will see that, but, but it's most of our lives have been Eris and Aries. So that's sort of how we know her. And of course, as a reminder in mythology, Eris is the goddess of discord and strife. Uh, Eris is a new planet that was discovered in 2005 that we as astrologers are still sort of learning about and understanding, but, um, the, the energy is of chaos and it's, it's chaos that erupts out of, out of injustice, particularly. So when we look around at the injustice that we see, we all are getting a sense of frustration about it. And, and depending on what your life looks like and how affected you are by in, the injustices in the world, that's going to, you know, that's going to hit a little harder. Now, you know, that's always happening. Eris is just there messing things up in Aries, you know, just keeping us basically brave. A Aries is about courage and, and A Aries will fight if it has to. And so, you know, with this sort of fight for justice, this, this, fight that we're in, you know, constantly, whether it's your personal life or the world at large, uh, it's hot, you know, and, and so that square to Pluto and Capricorn, it started to dissipate as Pluto started to move into Aquarius, but then Pluto went retrograde back into Capricorn. And so now we're in the last hit. This is the last hit. Now, just by the, um, you know, also beyond that, We've got the North Node conjuncting Eris right now at the end of Eris at around 20. Right now, um, the North Node is at 24, sorry, 25, and it's going to move back into exact conjunction with Eris, okay? that And then the South Node in Libra, and there is going to be the first week of October when Mars is going to be um, opposite exact from Libra. So we're going to get Libra, We've got Mars and um, um, the South Node conjunct in Libra, op opposing Eris conjunct the North Node in Aries, squaring from Pluto from Capricorn. So as you know, I'm always afraid to make predictions, but I just wouldn't be surprised if something really breaks through uh, the first week of October, or at least we start to see the beginnings of that something, something. So we'll see. Um, but it's it's really driving a lot of the energy around the strikes in particular, because this is all about injustice. It's all about the haves and the have nots. And it's all about the people standing up and and taking a stand and demand making demands. 
And we're seeing it with the auto workers like this, this pattern that we've been in for a while isn't going to hold, you know, the people aren't going to put up with it anymore. And with things like social media, the ability for people to organize is so much better now, and so much faster. And so, you know, there, there's even I've been, you know, seeing all kinds of like climate protests in New York, like the protest of fashion week was pretty interesting. Um, you know, people really like throwing, throwing it all in at this point and people, people with not a lot to lose, you know, the, the harder things get for the American people, the less you have to lose and the harder you're going to be willing to fight. So it's only going to get more and more intense. And so we'll see what happens with all of it, but it, it is an exciting time, at least, at least to me, I think it's exciting. I love it when the people rise up. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> More of that. I want to see it. Because what we all want is just for life to be better for everyone. And we want, we want, uh, you know, we, we, we're we coming from this time where we've had this Pluto Capricorn thing since 2008. You know, it's been relentless, but it's been doing the work. You know, and then we saw Saturn go through and stir up even more. And then, you know, we, with the whole Me Too thing and all of now, we've got the whole find out period. We're in the find out. Do you know what I mean by that? Yes, yes. <laughs> the whole fuck around and find out for anyone yes. who doesn't know. It's like, you know, we're seeing... We're seeing the Proud Boys go to prison. We're seeing Trump being being indicted. Uh, and that is just, you know, I don't see how that ends well for him at all. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen in the, in the election. I just think all of us are like, I got a stomach ache about it. I don't know about you, but I just don't know what to expect, you know, in this next year. It's going to well, be. Well, you, you know, I'm an eternal optimist. So. I know. <laughs> and I believe that ultimately it's going to be good. Um, yes. you know, but we'll just have, see. have we collectively learned our lessons yet? That's really the question. Or do, yeah, or do we need to go back and experience again till we get it? I don't know. Yeah. I remember telling you when Trump won, cause we spent that day together. Remember? Yeah, I remember right over our lunch that day together. Uh, we were so shocked. And I remember saying, you know, Oh, I think we need it. I think we need to understand how bad things can be. When, when it comes to, you know, authority and how authority can get so twisted and how it can, you know, be so, so obvious. And I, for whatever reason, we needed such an obvious, blatant symbol of power of, um, you know, power corrupted in order for us to be like, God, we got to do something about this. You know, we got to come together and we got to make a decision and and we got to, you know, sort of take take control of how we're going to how this is going to play out. So we did that in 2020, but, you know, not without a lot of backlash and all of the stuff that happened in the insurrection and all of that. So, you know, I think all of us are kind of like, wow, we don't know what to expect, but just be, be, be sure that you're doing your own work. I mean, the ways that this uh, transit that I'm talking about right now affect you personally, you know, we obviously I'm talking about the world stage, but all of this is going on inside of us. It's as above, so below as a, as within. So without, you know, it's, it's all just mirroring. It's all mirroring itself. Uh, and and really what this is all about personally is an intensified personal awakening. 
You know, it, it's that same thing that you're seeing, you know, if the workers are striking, they're dissatisfied with the powers that be. So in your own life, where is that happening for you? And this could all be internal. What part of you has run amok with power over the other parts of you? You know, that we all have an internal dictator. We all have that. So what part of that internal dictator within you do are you starting to understand and, and understand what it costs you? Now, that internal dictator could be anxiety. It's the anxiety of life that is running amok and has taken away all your choices because you're so afraid to, to you know, not ruminate and ruminate and ruminate over the future and over, over the unknowns and going through all your contingency plans. And, you know, it's like at some point, is that is that your tr personal Trump, you know, that is sort of robbing you of happiness and robbing you of that feeling of feeling like you can be free. And you know what? And you can fuck up. So much of us are afraid to fuck up. Like, it's okay. You know, it's okay. I know for me and I, I know for most of us, the places in our lives where we have messed up the most, that's where we've learned the most. Isn't that the truth? If and you're so living your life, yeah, go ahead. If you're going back to compassion, self-compassion, which you talked about earlier, this is where it really can show up and give yourself a break. We're human. We're human right now. Yeah, we're souls here just... having the human experience, but we're human. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, uh, and, and you can get so good at life that you, you don't have any real joy in the moments of it's life. So to true. Life. You know, so that, that true. It's all about, you know, the grand plan, but what about tomorrow? What about the next few hours? What about right now? Right what now about while right you're now? listening to this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it look, it's about looking for the ways that inside of you, you are robbing yourself of freedom. Mm, I know? love what you said. What's your personal Trump? Yeah. That's brilliant, Deb. Yeah. And so um, you have to, the way that the collective is, is, is challenging authority. Well, inside of you, that's happening. So what parts of you are challenging, challenging your own inner authority? And is your boss inside of you so large and in charge that it's not even taking the meetings? <laughs> like, I got this, I'm running the ship, I got a plan, blah, blah. Well, what about the little other parts of you that are like, but, but, but can I come out and play? You know, that part of you that just wants to be silly and irresponsible, you know, or that part of you that, that just wants to check out, you know, for a little while and, and stop, you know, looking forward so much, you know, it's, it's really difficult because with the challenges that we're facing, especially economically, you, you really do feel like you can't take your hands off the wheel for a moment or you're, or something's going to fall through, but what about the magic? Like you're not leaving any space for magic. And then what's the point? Right. Why, why are we doing this at all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So along with that inner Trump uh, that we all have is this inner call for your own integrity. And it, with, with Pluto and Eris, we really are talking about do your insides match your outsides? Because if they don't, it's going to get ripped apart, you know? And, and so it's, it's a time to just sort of have that conversation with your boss and, 
and say, hey, I've got grievances and you need to sit down and you need to air your grievances. And, and that's about looking at all aspects of your life, all of them. How many of us just look at the security part and feel like, oh, if I've got that in check, you know, I've got I've got my bills paid. I, I've got a plan. I've got a financial plan. I've got retirement. I've got all of that. You know, it, is that how you is that how you um, describe success? And if that is like, yeah, that means I'm successful. That's my definition of successful. Well, isn't there a whole lot more to being a human than just like making money? Yes. You know, what about all the other parts of us? When's the last time you indulged in a hobby? You know, hobbies are the best way to figure out who you are. And also hobbies are a great way to just reclaim dopamine. <laughs> like, what are you doing to feed the dopamine receptors in your brain? <laughs> That's yeah, a you good, go and yes. Have you to see your favorite band play? Or, you know, have you just given yourselves a few hours in the afternoon to listen to your favorite music? And just enjoy it and sing along. You know, are you doing that? Or are you working so hard and you're getting home and you're making dinner and you're making plans for the next day? Like, what about, you know, putting on your favorite your favorite song and singing along and dancing? You know, that's a way to just like reclaim dopamine so easily. Uh, as well as, um, you know, just making sure you're getting outside, of course, is always important, especially at the last time of the year before it gets too cold to do that. So... Anyway, all of this is uh, to say that this isn't a comfortable time for anyone. Um, and I don't believe that that we're going to see a whole lot of, of that mitigated in the future. I think things are just going to get more uncertain. We're having to come to terms with climate change and what that's going to look like. We have Uranus tearing through Taurus and tearing up the, the earth at the same time, like you know, the the Uranus in Taurus time, it has been exactly what we predicted, you know, massive, massive uh, natural disasters. And now Jupiter is joining Uranus in Taurus. And oh, so wow. it's just made it that much bigger, you know, and, you know, it's time to sort of make peace with the fact that that is happening. There's no denial of that fact. And many people are already living through an actual apocalypse. They actually are. They've actually lost everything they own. For them, that day is here and it's very real. Um, and it just it just goes to show that, that, that you better have more going on in your life than, than just the nuts and bolts of life. Because that stuff, when that stuff is gone, what do you have? You know, and and you know, and this isn't to, I always say this, this isn't to make anyone afraid, but but being a we don't really have the luxury of being afraid right now. Like we know that things are just going to start shifting on the planet and that depending on where you are located, you know, you may not be able to stay there even for the rest of your life. We don't know what that looks like. You've already moved inland, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I'll go back to what we were talking about, about fall and enjoying every moment, enjoying taking the dogs out for the walk and under the leaves and the pumpkin spice latte and all that. Give yourself that. Give it to yourself. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. And, you know, as the as the shadows creep in and the boogeyman starts to like whisper at your feet, just turn around and face them. You know? <laughs> just look them in the eye and say, oh, I see you. You know, I mean, the, you're not scary. You know, you, you, you we could keep running our whole life. 
from all the things that scare us. But at some point, you got to just stop, turn around and look it straight in the eye and just say, okay, let's do this. Let's take it outside. <laughs> it's on, motherfucker. It's on. Yes. yes. Yeah. You got to fight that. Don't <laughs> yes. let that have the power over you to rob you of choices. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot about Pluto is fear. It's darkness. It's it's what's, you know, as I've said many times, it's what's buried, you know, but isn't it also maybe buried treasure? Right. You may not remember, you know, it can be a time where you could, you know, go, especially at the end of the year, it's a nice time to sort of, you know, do a lot of reassessment and, you know, even like read your old journals, if you have them, like, you know, remember who you are, remember what you wanted when you were 18, who, what did you want to be when you grew up? What was, what was the most exciting thing in the world to you back then, you know, and is some of that reachable now, you know, I, I, am I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit that I've recently become a Swifty. I saw that on Facebook. Yes. And, <laughs> I am not uh, a Swifty, but I have found myself multiple times in the car sling, singing along to karma. You know? Oh, I love karma. <laughs> karma is my boyfriend. <laughs> love that. Oh my God. And Taylor Swift's chart is unreal. Like I could do a whole show on Taylor Swift's chart. Um, I got into it because, uh, as you know, I'm a TikTok person and I started seeing some live performances and I started noticing that when I would uh, watch these live streams that I was getting spasms of joy, like, you know, um, and I've read recently that they're called glimmers. Yes. Yes. I've heard of and that. Yes. A glimmer is a moment of like pure joy. And so I know being an empath that I'm picking up, I'm picking it up through the, through the, you know, phone. Like, I mean, literally in my bed at at midnight with my phone watching a Taylor Swift concert and like having spasms of joy and crying and my heart just leaping and feeling all of that come through, you know, just, you know, in the middle of the night, you know, doing nothing. And so I thought, oh, there's something to this. Like, what is this girl up to? <laughs> like, what what is she doing that's that's allowing and creating space for this amazing feeling to get broadcast? I mean, it's so awesome. And so I just, and then my niece, of course, is a major Swifty. So I started, you know, downloading her music. And I'm like, well, what's what's going on here? And then it started bringing back memories of things from high school and things, you know, my my the the feelings that I had about life and love back when I was young. And I was like, wow, I miss that. I miss those feelings. You know, uh, we 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 are in a time of profound rebirth, you know, because right. along with the um, Pluto death and destruction stuff, it's transformation. So now we are, you know, another way to think about Pluto going direct is here's the rebirth moment. You know, here's the time that we're reborn. And and so, you know, that's why I, I suggest like going back to your old journals or trying to remember what you wanted when you were 18. You know, it it, it and and that music written by someone of that age, you know, kind of helps bring it back or and whatever it is to help you like recapture those moments of being so excited for the future and being filled with dreams and ideas about what you wanted to do with life. You know, we're all a little battle battle weary right now. But that person is still there and that person is having their own, you know, wants to have their own little strike and say, hey, (laughs) I'm still here and I want to be a part of your story again. You know, bring me back. You know, yeah, maybe I was a little reckless. Maybe I made dumb decisions. Maybe I didn't think, you know, before I did something. But 
maybe that's part of why life felt exciting. And maybe that's okay to have a little bit of that back in your life. Can we have a little joy in our life? That's okay. It's okay to have that. And if if listening to Taylor Swift and exchanging bracelets brings it, good. Have it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I it's so funny today, even on Facebook, I happened to see someone post and looking for all the Gen X Swifties out there. <laughs> so I know I'm not alone. I'm not the only one. Well, clearly yeah. how successful she's been. You are not the only one. There's millions well, and millions of yeah. you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But even oh. in the older generations, you know, like, you know, there, it, you're, it's never too late. It's never too late. Let's end there because that's that's a really good spot. If we're full yeah. of joy, it's never too late. Yeah, I always learn so much when you come on here. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom. If you have not had a reading um, from Deborah yet, you're missing out. She has been my personal astrologer for about a decade now. Um, and if you haven't listened to her podcast, Cosmic Disruptions, you're missing out too. It's so funny and enlightening. And I talk about joy, you know, because <laughs> when I listen, I'm just like lit up and smiling the whole time. So I will, I put, a, that. <laughs> I will put a link to her um, website where you can schedule an appointment in the, in the show notes and also to her podcast in the show notes. So thank you again, Deb, for being here. And we will talk to you again in December. So wonderful. It's, it's, you know, I'm ready. Bring it on, bring it on. (laughs) All right, everybody. We'll talk to you again next time.